first one is Daddy Soap. My dad is okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with Okay, what was that when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leaf. So, Are we just going to make up rules as we go along? Show okay. some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> anyway, Owen oh, Chief. Tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. You monsters. What are you doing? I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. So there are three categories of sick as it re, uh, relates to work, as far as I can tell. There's you're sick, but you know you can go to work and you do. You're sick, but you're at work. Everybody's right. done that. There's the you're sick and it's kind of, you know, you probably shouldn't go to work. If you really got to, you do. If you really don't have to, maybe you don't. Probably not fair to other people. Right. Sick. But then there's that third category that I was yesterday, where you couldn't if you wanted to. You're not even sure what day it is. You don't even remember that you have a job. There's that level of sick. And that's what I was yesterday, and I sure hope I didn't bring that into anybody. Sorry to hear that. I hope you don't bring it in today. I don't think I did. I don't think it's anything you can catch, actually. Really? Yeah. How interesting. How yeah. do you figure that? Well, I'll, I'll mention. He's guessing. I am guessing. Yeah. I yeah, am keep, guessing. Keep disinfecting. That stuff. Give me okay. some of that. All right. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, right in the eyes, because sometimes you get in. Oh, God. It burns some more, though. Oh, yeah. Give me more. Behind the ears. <laughs> I am guessing. I'm going to get my blood taken today, but when I was a kid, I got sick regularly, and I'd end up in the hospital. And they never figured out what it was. Damn. And that's what I think I had. I think I had the same thing that I had when I was a kid. When I just, I, and they never did figure it out. It's not something you could catch. It was just a. They never nailed it down. They never nailed it down. But I think Damn. that's what I had. It felt exactly the same. Huh. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to get my blood taken a day to find out. But man, I was. I lost a day and a half of my life. I have, I, I have, I've never been that checked out other than when I had cancer ever. And I mean, I just. Oh how my God. How quickly did it come on? Oh, just. Um, uh, you know, I came to work. What day was that? I'm so lost. Today's I Thursday. Like, today's Thursday. So I can you missed Wednesday. Tell. You were there. Wednesday. Tuesday, you seemed like you had uh, the beginnings of either a yeah. terrible cold or yeah. something a little more serious. Yeah, and then uh, so it got a little worse through the day. I brought, I picked up Sam from school, and I got home, and I laid down in bed, and I never got out again until um, last night. So, yeah, that, that, that period there. I don't know. It's all a blur. I was just completely, completely lost. <laughs> I didn't know where I was. What my name was, nothing. Oh, my God, that's awful when that happens. Wow. Jeez. I, yeah. It's frightening. It's rattling. It's like, uh, yeah. Well, generally, you earn that with, you know, a couple of bottles or something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Not knowing who you are, that whole thing. <laughs> barely alive from Studio C. Under the tutelage of, our, uh, tutelage of our general manager. The midterm elections. Yes. It's all anybody can talk about. And except for me. I turned it off. I listen to music. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that. Maybe you're into it. The Tell us about the 7th district in Montana. Uh, if you're into that, cool. You know, it's like the backup running back for the Patriots. As far as I'm concerned, I just I do not get the fascination with that sort of thing. 
I'm also, interested, but I'm not obsessed. I'm also completely convinced that Trump is better off with the Dems taking the House back. But let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there uh, with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Jack, none of us are supposed to tell you, but just so you know, today's December 5th. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. I, I'm kidding. Um, I had a good Halloween, uh, no trick-or-treaters, and... Uh, so I got lots of extra candy. I like every year I throw it into the woods for the animals. So I hope they like Laffy Taffy every year. That's great. Goes to the squirrels. The deer love the taffy. Yep. You throw it into the woods for the animals. That's right. <laughs> Good Halloween. No trick or treaters. <laughs> that riff, Michael, that's hilarious. That is funny. I'm a danged. I missed Halloween. That was one of the many downsides of being sick. I didn't get to uh, enjoy that with my kids. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was probably the least costumed Halloween of my lifetime. Now, part of this for I, you or just in, yeah, for me in in my particular view, I encountered fewer costumes yesterday than probably any other Halloween on my life. Uh, now there was only one that I saw that was at work yesterday. One of the uh, the news anchors uh, was dressed in. He was he was quote unquote the Flash, but he's really just in like Flash pajamas. That, that's really <laughs> yeah. all it was. You can't fool me. I know a superhero <laughs> suit when I see one. Uh, and usually, usually there's a fair amount of costumes around here. There wasn't yesterday. No, uh, th- th- I maybe think we're losing our esprit de corps. Then possibly yeah. it's and, lost. And then the rest of the day is largely due to my avid endorsement lifestyle, where I went home, I closed my apartment <laughs> right. door, and I did not open it again until I had to leave for work this morning. And since nobody broke into my house wearing a costume, that was the extent of uh, the people I saw in costumes yesterday. I got to talk about my kids who who had possibly, um, probably, for two kids, the most politically incorrect Halloween costumes in America. For two kids. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I sent a picture. Is this going to cost us our job? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I sent a picture of it to... Um, to our boss Dave, and he takes it back. Is your wife Megan Kelly? That's that's a hint. That's a hint for one of the costumes. Oh boy! Oh, oh no! There's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? Well, as advertised, my Halloween house was open for business from three ten to five fifteen p.m. yesterday. I was positioned by the front door. Five thirty is when you shut her down. Yes. Early bird special, kids. Two pieces of whorehound candy before fire. I was positioned by the front door in my rocker, looking ghoulish. The barking dog uh, loop. Uh, audio was playing there over and over again, but alas, no trick or treaters showed up at all. Wow! So we got more candy and cream corn for the newsroom for this week. No, uh, no trick or treaters before five thirty. No. So there might have been might have been some after five thirty, but you shut off the lights and went to bed. I let it be known three ten to five fifteen. Exactly. I posted it. <laughs> it is a dying tradition in America. Yeah. What is? Trick or treating? Oh, really? You think the so? Halloween thing for kids, <clears throat> and and not to say it's like uh, gather the family around time, but it's it's definitely heading downhill. And and based it's stupid. Based on phantom fears of non-existent danger, mostly. I have here tips that uh, 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 alert listeners sent along from their local government. Halloween tips for homeowners. How to avoid danger and oh trouble. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah way way too much focus on the treats. Not enough focus on the tricks. I like where this government <laughs> head officials uh, just uh, heading. We are a fat, comfortable veal calf of a society at this point. We're inventing fears 
to, uh, I don't know, amuse ourselves or because our brains make us? Well, my know. kids sure had fun. I think they might have had such a giant hall because there were uh, not as many <laughs> trick-or-treaters, but they had a huge hall uh, running around with their friends, and they were so happy. And when they got home, counting it and then trading, watching oh. them trade. The trading of the candy. Yeah, because one of them likes Whoppers and one of them doesn't and that sort of thing. Well, Larry's where you're wrong, Jack. Here's one of your tips. Don't play spooky or other music outside. Keep noise down to remain aware of the surroundings. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I know I'm not making this up. (laughs) Whoever would listen to that, seriously, Uh, I don't want to know you. I don't even want to know you. Is it the mayor of Footloose sending out a... (laughs) 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 <laughs> that is just sad. No dancing. Oh, my God. Stay in your home when passing out candy. Or what? It says, because <laughs> all of the, the people getting jacked in the back of the head by roving bands of tiny thieves masquerading as children <laughs> trick-or-treating. I don't have the slightest idea. Uh, I mean, is this in, like, in, in Fallujah? That, that these tips are for. I hope we're not headed that way to where that we're so scared that that's the way we live. That's crazy. Go introduce yourself to your neighbors, then you won't be so scared. Stay of the in candy. your home. Yes. Don't step out. Don't come out your door. Read, 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 read. Because the little kids are there, and you wouldn't want to step out on your porch and say, "Hey, Jim, it's your neighbor who's standing in the street." God, and there's a page of these. I'll get it to him later. Awesome. Marshall, I'm I'm surprised you didn't get a 325 Russia kids, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong, soaked in sweat for some reason. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, November 1st. The rent is due. It's 2018 where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Any comments on the rent uh, at all? Anything? Anybody uh, thoughts on the current level? <laughs> the rent is too damn high. I'm there afraid it of is. That. There <laughs> it is. Oh, boy. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. So you have to go out on November 6th or sooner. Who voted? Who voted? Oh, wow. Everybody voted already? No kidding. Every, let me see it again. Who voted? Then what the hell am I doing here tonight? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, listen to that crowd. Holy cow. Not since Barack Obama have I heard crowds like that. We're in an age of populism. That is something. And the crowds didn't sound like that when I used to listen to politicians speak. No. It's crazy. No. That's like Bruce Springsteen. It's literally crazy, if you ask me. Um, What are their headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump doubling down on immigration issues. you got Google being hit by a company-wide walkout and saying goodbye to one of baseball's greatest. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Awesome. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's terrific. It, has, uh, it contains an important prediction that may be a good wager to make. Wagering help here, Marshall. Marshall, especially interested. You're trying to gambling addict. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A 
We'll break down Indiana's sixth district. Coming up, you will. I don't even. I don't even know what that is. I made that up. I don't follow that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm idly curious about it. I don't mind a little of it. It's like you know, I don't know, the stock market report or or a sports update. It's fine. Just, just give me a little vote. I don't. But it's now obsessive all day long. Well, you constantly. either look into it a lot or not at all, because you're wasting your time if you look into it a little. You're just wasting your time. Well, in the case of Indiana's sixth, for instance, I think you're wasting your time either way. These toss-up districts, they, they, it's well, it's like a pregame of a sports uh, game. They jabber and they talk and the, the matchups and the blah 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 blah, and then the game unfolds often completely differently than. I just love Indiana, especially <laughs> the sixth. Any more movement on Hillary running for president since I've been uh, out of it for two uh, days? A great deal of discussion about her quote. And uh, let me just tell you this. Those seeds did not land on fertile soil. The (laughs) seeds of her thinking of running again. If it was a trial balloon, it got shot down. Yes, indeed. Um, Melbeck. Wow, Wow, that was a a hesitancy there. You know what uh, just happened? I just, uh, what? Oh, that. Okay, sorry. Uh, I just got uh, mailbag ready and uh, dar. And I went out to the printer, and uh, it hadn't printed. But I have recovered, I think. First of all, a nice note from uh, Mike. As I pulled into Winco this evening, listening to the podcast, thief, I turned the program uh, I turned it off right after Mailbag from Monday had begun. Turn this up a little bit, Michael. While navigating my shopping cart through the aisles, I could not help but quietly sing the Mailbag jingle. I could not stop singing. While no fag stopped me and said in Joe's best voice, Milbeck, my singing continued throughout the shopping. It was the most pleasant grocery shopping experience I've ever had at the store. And that's saying a lot if you've ever shopped at Winco. Uh, so there you go. I will now try to implement my mailbag jingle singing throughout each day of my job. Keep up the great work. Uh, love the show. Carry on with your bad selves. You too, brother. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh, you know, Jim, he's the guy that's always uh, whistling. da 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 Seems to like his life. I only read the following email from Terry in beautiful Napa because we get a lot of this sort of thing. Well, a little regularly. They're angry at an ad on the station. Uh, In this case, it's a political ad that implies uh, you're promoting an impeachment movement of Trump. Um, we get a lot of bitching. I can't listen to your show anymore because listen. Wow. Number one, do we wow. not? We have nothing wow. to do with what ads are on the show, other than the ones we specifically endorse because we believe in them. You can't turn down political ads anyway. And you can't. It's illegal. Are you familiar with free speech? Right. You can't accept. You know, say Democrat ads and turn down Republican ads. And you can't even differentiate what you charge. You have to charge everybody the same thing. Imagine and that's what the a, lowest rate available. It's federal law. Imagine what a scary situation we'd have going if TV stations, radio stations could just choose one side or the other to run their ads. Oh my God! Yeah. So that'd be a disaster. One. Please put more starch in your panties or something so they or don't think uh, about it for a second. Well, uh, the this one ad. Is on all the stations it's using. I think it's trying to track how effective they are. Or something they want you to say we're on. Uh, uh, I'm just going to pick a random number. 
600 a.m. Power 600. That's right. 600 talk. Um, uh, dur, dur, You're they, home of the they, Cowboys. They want you to text impeach 600 to this number so they can track who's reacting where. That's interesting. And, 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 and our friend Terry thought it sounded like the station he was listening to was endorsing the impeachment and was offended by that. But trust I us, s- it's just... I saw it's a, str- a strategist talking about how a lot of people thought Dems would run on, uh, you know, we win the House and we'll impeach Trump, and they're not. They're going with health care as the number one by far issue. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, you know, see how that turns out. Here's an interesting note. We're headed toward universal health care, by the way. Uh, from, uh, I think it's Mick. Um, you know how some kids are r- really recognizable? We had a group of six, seven-year-olds, princess, supergirls, four or five kids. Parents at the end of the driveway. An hour later, same group of kids showed up at my door, but they had different costumes. But I recognized the leader. I said to her, you've been here in a different costume, and she challenged me. What was I? I looked to the parents. I called them out, which they denied. The younger one said, yeah, we changed costumes. (laughs) That's what's the greatest about little kids. Right, right. Did you eat another cookie? Yes, I did. (laughs) At about five, they stopped doing that. (laughs) Oh, 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 I can lie. <laughs> That's right. I don't have to tell them hmm. what's true. There's actually some really interesting uh, studies of, of that, when kids start to lie and why they do it, and that sort of is really fascinating. But anyway, I live in Sonoma County, California, one of the homes of the Sanctuary City movement. These people trick-or-treating in my neighborhood have their kids change costumes several times for a Snickers bar. They were not caravan kids. I don't even know what that means. Caravan kids? I, oh, my I, God, the caravan's already here, and they're stealing our candy. I do remember moving to an area that had uh, uh, ample representation from America's immigrant community, and I was told that at the time, I, I want to phrase this correctly, partly because it was a long time ago, that uh, they don't see Halloween quite the way we do. They see it as shopping for... The parents do shopping for candy and getting as much as possible. Not the kids, but the parents. Candy is so cheap. Oh, Even if you're of of meager means, candy is really cheap, and you shouldn't eat any. So that's what's weird about Halloween in general. Now here's a uh, chilling note from a listener who's not going to listen anymore. I gotta say goodbye. It's become very hard to listen to you lately. Everything the big orange-headed idiot does is just fine. Right. That is clear from everything we say. Because we never criticize her. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say this is a note from Francis. There's no racism in society. It's all overblown. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> Statistics are all made up by the left. I absolutely dismantled the fake statistic that the ADL is kicking around that there's been a 57 percent increase in anti-semitic incidents since trump took a miss it's completely fake it's completely fake and francis thought that unmasking that was somehow an offense people who fight nazis and white supremacists are the real problem all three of the recent hate crimes were right-wing extremists but you guys can't say that we said it repeatedly you do know that although repuclicans aren't racist all racists are repuclican you guys seem to be blending right in with that cult. John, I'll stop lighting up, you Francis. For the clip. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, I I've gotten to the point where I hear any statistic about school shootings or any of that sort of stuff, I just assume it's bogus on either side because it's so easy to choose to make it sound worse or better. Right. Um, Marshall's news is coming up next. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
the TV paused. I picked the channel at random. It was uh, the local CBS. And uh, two commercial breaks in a row, all political ads. Wow. Every single ad. Mm. Not one car dealer, not one anything else. No room. Now, they teased the idea that there's an ad featuring the shooter that is an anti-Trump ad. I have not seen that. Now, that could be one of those deals where you put a really controversial ad out there. It never actually airs anywhere. Sure. You just make it. Right. And it it gets played more often as, isn't this outrageous Mm -hmm. on radio and TV than an actual ad? Right. Good strategy. It is a good strategy. You know, 10 million views on the web. Yeah. For nothing. For no Mm -hmm. cost. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, with just days to go until Election Day, and President Trump has got rallies planned in eight states. He started last night in Florida, where he pushed back against the idea he couldn't end birthright citizenship with an executive order because it's protected by the 14th Amendment. Congress has never passed a law requiring birthright citizenship for illegal aliens, and the Constitution does not, I say that to the media, does not require it, read it, because illegal aliens are not subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. And, and those kind of statements gets the crowd fired up. Wow. Wow. Yep. It's interesting that you got the president arguing pretty in the weeds, legal points in front of a basketball arena full of right. people. Yeah. You don't see pretty, that very often. Pretty well known issue, though, and and probably a winner for him. Oh yeah, God, I gotta believe that that's a clear win. Meanwhile, during an exclusive interview with ABC's chief White House correspondent Jonathan Carl, Trump said, "Yes, he may order thousands more troops to the southern border to help stop what he's calling an invasion." That's coming in the form of a migrant caravan. You're talking about 10,000, maybe 15,000 active duty U.S. military yeah. to the border. More than we have fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan. More than we have fighting ISIS in Syria. Right. You really, you're really going to do that? It's very important. We have to have a wall of people, very highly trained people, uh, terrific, dedicated patriots. That's what they are. Carl asked. I don't think that's a fair question at all. That's not fair at all. Sending troops to the border, you're going to have active duty troops that are going to be somewhere anyway. They're just so they're just there instead of in a, in a base somewhere. Right. It's same pay, same everything. It's not dangerous hardly at all versus a huge political geopolitical maneuver putting people in serious harm's way in an incredibly complex environment with a bunch of different forces yeah, to, yeah. to go to syria to fight al-qaeda yeah i mean come on that is not a fair comparison at all you know i saw ab stoddard on brett bear's panel she's uh, i think she writes for the hill these days a very reasonable and smart gal she's uh, leans left but uh, I-, I like her a lot but um she said yeah, he promised to send five grand down, five thousand troops down. Now I think he's talking about ten. It'll be twenty by election day. <laughs> it is pretty much an election week maneuver. My argument's not that I think it's necessary to send fifteen thousand troops or whatever, but you can't compare the number oh, to no. Syria. No, and that have was that just mean dumb. anything. That's just sensationalism. Meanwhile, hundreds of Google engineers and other workers expected to walk off the job this morning protesting the Internet company's lenient treatment of executives accused of sexual misconduct. Did you guys go through this yesterday? Because I went through. Okay, I went through this over the weekend. I read the original New York Times article. It landed on Friday. 
So New York Times article landed on Thursday and Friday right in the midst of the pipe bomber, so it got no attention. Uh, but they paid a guy, what, $90 million? So yep. insane amount of money. Yep. Yeah. Now, he defends himself pretty strongly, though. So it's possible that, you know, he was innocent and and and, and having him his name and family and everything put through this might not have been fair. I don't know. Well, I will tell you this, and we can go through it a bit more thoroughly in a little bit, but uh, the demands by the Google employee social justice warriors are uh, more than they're going to get. I'll tell you that. They're, they're pretty aggressive. And there is part of me, and I'm not proud of it, that is taking <laughs> real delight in Google having bred these thousands of social justice warrior employees, now having it bite them in the ass as these uh, righteous little marchers are demanding that Google do all sorts of stuff that they really can't do. More on that to come. San Francisco Giants fans mourning a loss of Hall of Fame legend Willie McCovey. A slugging first baseman who blasted 521 career home runs has Without died Without the use at, of steroids. Yep, and he's died at the age of 80. He'd been having health issues for quite a while. Anyway, he passed away yesterday. Giants honored McCovey by naming the cove behind the right field fence at the waterfront ballpark that opened in 2000. McCovey Cove, and there's a statue of him there. Willie? The, the, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, inter- I interrupted your really heartfelt... Go ahead. I was just going to say, Willie, I tip my cap to you. We will miss you. Good night. Then I was going to say, but I couldn't hold my speech because I'm like my kids were on candy last night. <laughs> um... <laughs> The fact that people like Willie McCovey and Willie Mays and others slid down the home run list from the steroid era is yeah. really a crime. It is. I mean, yep. it's just a crime. It is. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Of course, Barry Bonds will never have a cove. Like Willie McCovey. Might have a hat shop. <laughs> An adjustable hat shop. <laughs> the Bonds Bodega. <laughs> and the band starts to chant. Barry. That would be a fitting tribute. An adjustable hat shot for when your head changes sizes as an adult. For whatever reason. At age 30. For whatever reason. I started reading a lot and my brain grew. (laughs) That's hilarious. In case at age 40, your head doubles in size. So I wish we'd gotten this a day or two ago, but the local government giving Halloween tips for homeowners. Oh my God. That indicates a level of softness and paranoia that is just unbelievable. And perhaps close to unprecedented in world history. Yeah, no kidding. God, a nation afraid of its own shadow. Uh, lots to talk about today. On I gotta tell you what my kids' Halloween costumes were, too. Pretty politically incorrect. Not not necessarily on purpose. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience. Of the nation. on this how much candy do you let your kids eat before they go to bed on a on a Wednesday night I thought the recent revelation was really interesting that you're better off letting them gorge like lunatics for two days Ooh. have the candy gone than 
have a couple of pieces per day where your body, your metabolism adjusts. Yeah, in terms of blood uh, sugar mechanisms. But in terms of getting to bed that night or oh, forget throwing it. up or not, uh, you, know, you got that whole equation to work out. It's insane the amount of candy my kids. Sam got 120 pieces. Henry got 108. He didn't go to every house. Some of them were too scary. Uh, but uh, that I'm thinking when I was a kid, my biggest year, 14, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I lived we didn't in go the to that suburbs, so we had, I mean, you couldn't avoid it. There's, you know, 50 houses on every block. Um Little neighborhood I grew up. Nobody in, needs that much candy. Oh no, we we had uh, sa- you know a, a pillowcase half full of candy. Was, it was ridiculous. I was questioning the 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 idea of this whole thing. It's it's just odd, right? I mean, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, especially with ca- candy omnipresent yeah. and practically free. Yeah, it's so cheap. Yeah. You shouldn't eat any. Right. I mean, every piece you eat is a mistake. It's just you know enjoying some of the uh, luxuries of life, I guess, but. It's not clear to me where this came from. Uh, it's where Charles lives. I don't know where Charles lives. Oh, oh, interesting. I'll have to figure out where that is. So, um, Halloween tips for the homeowner's side of the door. This was posted by a government agency. Who's ever thought about this? I know, it's, a, it's astounding to me. Wait till I get into the specifics. So, the government... Somebody in the government felt the need to distribute this to homeowners. Halloween can be a fun night, seeing lively children in a wide array of amusing costumes. Oh, thanks for hipping us to that. (laughs) For many seniors and others, too, the masked visitors and constant knocking on the door can be unnerving and frightening as the night wears on. Is it? That's funny. It seems like all the old people that I see on Halloween couldn't be freaking happier. Right. And to see little kids on Halloween. Uh, blah, blah, I mean, blah. just delighted, like the highlight of their year, delighted. These tips can help. Tips, if you are accepting trick-or-treaters, don't allow any trick-or-treater or the companions into your home if you don't know them. No restroom break, no phone calls, etc. I've never okay. had that happen. But. All right. Stay in your home when passing out candy. Because there's werewolves in the moors. What the hell? You can't step out on your porch, according to the government. Keep your home's porch entryway and sidewalk clear of obstacles and or decorations that could cause an accident. Don't place flame-lit candles in jack-o'-lanterns or other decorations as this poses a fire hazard. Use battery-operated candles. Turn on porch lights and keep the trick-or-treaters path well lit. Don't play spooky or other music outside. Keep noise down to remain aware of the surroundings. Good Lord. Are we under attack from ISIS in this situation? Or you need to move to a different neighborhood. Greet the children with a smile and in a friendly manner. (laughs) The government has felt it necessary to tell you to greet the children with a smile and in a friendly manner. I think perhaps now might be an appropriate time to break and discuss the concept of infantilization. Where if we get used to everybody deciding everything for us and providing everything for us, we come weak. We become weak and dependent. You can't be independent if you're dependent. Greet the children with a smile. (sighs) If you're only comfortable passing out candy while it's still light, post a sign in your yard letting trick-or-treaters know your candy passing out hours. Marshall, the Marshall method. <laughs> yeah. Keep pets in another room before opening the door. Well, that's a pretty good idea not to have a pack of hounds attack a bunch of four-year-olds. Tips if you are not accepting trick-or-treaters. 
while turning on your porch light as the universal symbol of this home is giving out candy. A dark home may be a signal to vandals that no one is home. Use your discretion based on your neighborhood, whether to leave a light on or not. The government said to use our discretion, honey. (laughs) Consider placing candy on your porch rather than giving it out yourself with a sign that says, Happy Halloween, one candy per person, please. If you do this option, leave your porch on. Your porch light on. Are you sure this isn't a joke? This is legit. If it if it is legit, and then there was there were you know people involved in coming up with this, and nobody said, "Hey, this is stupid." That's very troublesome. Also, consider giving candy to your neighbors to pass out for you. If you do this, <laughs> place a that? sign on your door that states, "Candy for this home is give, being given out next door." Candy is fungible. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> how this works. Get, my neighbors handing out. They are handing out. In hmm. this seems like a list created by somebody who had their house toilet papered when they were twelve, <laughs> and they never recovered. To avoid being home during trick or treat hours, plan a get together with friends or family. Wait a minute. So to avoid being home, go somewhere. <laughs> Is Wait, what, what this government official is telling us. What was the last part? If I don't want to be home, what should I do? <laughs> I don't remember. Be somewhere else. Right. Uh, let's see. Never leave a... Pr- oh, jeez. Oh, my God. You know, this... It is so clear that the the ground of government used to be completely infertile to people who wanted to control what everybody else did. That wasn't the role of the government. People would say, bother somebody else. Now, obviously, here's a person in government who thinks it is their job that it would be welcome or that it is necessary for them to instruct everyone else on how to live. It's just it's unbelievable paternalism slash maternalism. Here you here. Here you go. Never leave a person who has dementia or physical limitations at home by themselves on Halloween Mm. as they may be sensitive to noises slash unfamiliar faces. All right. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So I thought of my two kids, the one that had the controversial costume was my older, who dressed as a a beggar. He kind of dirtied himself up a little bit and had a sign that said, I will work for candy. We'll work for candy. Oh, my. And I thought that was the controversial. Oh, my. Um, And and I wondered, in a particularly left-leaning town, how how that might uh, be uh, responded to. Uh, we, I, I put out the idea on Twitter over the weekend, and we got a couple of responses. One person said, not good. Belittles and mocks real people, hurting people, many of whom are looking to survive in the only way they can. What are we teaching our kids? Another person said, since so many homeless beggars are mentally ill, making fun doesn't feel right to me. That was two out of 70 replies. Everybody else thought it was hilarious. Yeah. There are our listeners, so <laughs> you know that's not your typical overall. I will tell you this, at school... Yesterday, when uh, Sam described his costume, he couldn't have the sign because no props were allowed. Ah. When he when he we told kids what his sign was going to be, he was uh, among the the group talking. He was voted funniest costume. There you go, among the kids. Nice. There you go. And let me remind you for the umpteenth time: there is some overlap between homeless people and street beggars, but it is not nearly one hundred percent. No, even liberal cities say don't give money to beggars. Gavin because Freakum Newsom said yeah. don't give. Cash to beggars. Because there's a lot of scammers. And, uh, plus and there are a lot of programs. And there's a lot of programs. If you want stuff, you can get it that way. Um, 
But regardless. And so, and no resistance to any homes he went to, you know, whether they were just being nice or thought it was funny or whatever. But so I sent a picture of both of my kids to a couple of people, and I thought, you know, I was waiting for the reaction to the will work for candy. Like, you know, wow, that's a little where you live. I'm not sure. Everybody reacted the same way, including one guy saying, <laughs> is your wife Megan Kelly? Uh, you put, and then we walked up to our friend's house, and uh, and uh, and uh, wife said, Henry's in blackface? <laughs> I didn't even think about it. He was in blackface. His fa- he, he, he painted his face entirely black with red eyes. His idea was he would just be floating red eyes in the dark and that that would be very scary. Hold on. But that's, he that's, was. That's, that's something like uh, blackface, which is something like something else. So it's racist. I've heard it's racist. He was in blackface. There's no doubt about oh, it. That's stop the one it. That no, got, he wasn't. That's one that everybody commented on. Oh, my God. You he, have had, your, he had blackface paint on. Your yes. Son was not that's in not blackface. in blackface. Yes. Oh, it is now. It is now. If you're if you're following the news and the, and the various people that have lost their jobs around the country, having black coloring on you is in blackface. That is idiotic. It's stupid. It's not correct, but it's correct enough to have you lose your job. But I would suggest that that is very much like the non-reaction to Sam's costume. That conversation is being controlled by the outer 3 to 5% of society who are going crazy and demanding blood and jobs to be taken away, even though the other 90% of us think they're all lunatics. Wasn't my goal to have the two most politically correct grade schoolers in America, but I certainly may have. We'll take a look at Indiana's 6th District coming up. Who's ahead by how much and what are the issues? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.